Welcome to the Gulf War, the battle after the war. Today I'm here with Leah, a QM from the Navy. She was on board a ship during, uh, during the Gulf War. Leah, go ahead and uh, tell us how your health was before you went in and just kind of lead into what, uh, what took place and when you realized that you were actually ill. Um, yeah, I uh, was on board ship for uh, probably three and a half out of my four years. Um, we went over to the Gulf. Um, when I joined the service, I was in wonderful shape. I mean, I, I couldn't complain about anything. I had never had anything, um, any diagnoses, anything wrong with me. Um, I didn't have so much as a cavity in my head when I joined the Navy. Um, I, you know, did my time. Um, I was in from um, January of 88 to January of 92. Um, got a clean bill of health when I got out, or so they had said. Um, the only things I was really treated for while I was in were uh, back issues for the most part, and I uh, did get my one cavity while I was in because the water was so wonderful. <laughs> I um, remember those days. <laughs> oh, goodness, the, the showers were horrible. Mm -hmm. um, yep, so I, I it actually took three dentists in there to find my one pinhole cavity because it was such a tiny little thing. Nobody could find it, but I could feel it. Um, no, I was in wonderful health, and I got out, and um, little by little, I started having issues. You know, I started going to see a chiropractor, and at one point in time, I started getting a lot of uh, sinus colds and, you know, more trouble breathing, this and that. But, I, you know, I thought it was all normal. Um you know, during my time in the service, I had uh, developed a smoking habit, so just figured it was part of it. Um, I don't know, it wasn't until I would say, trying to give you a year, that's tough. Um, that doesn't um, have to be completely accurate, but you know, as close as you can. Yeah, no, it would have been, before I really started looking into it, it was early 2000s when I really started having issues serious enough that I wanted to go to the doctor. I'm, I'm not one of those people that goes to the doctor. I kind of uh, deal with things. So, you know, it was a good eight years and things just started getting worse and worse to the point where I couldn't understand, you know, I, w I was living healthy. I was working full time. I was raising a son. Um, and oh, a lot of it was um, also the, uh, not only the physical symptoms, but the problems I was having conceiving and, and losing babies and just everything got to be to the point where I figured I needed to see somebody. And um, I had a gentleman come into where I worked that was actually, um, he did the gate delivered fuel for our business, and he told me, you know, it sounds like Gulf War 
syndrome. He goes, you have a lot of the symptoms. You ought to go to the VA and check in on that. And um, he was former military himself. And I was like, oh, I never thought of that. And, you know, he'd come in and talk to me and, you know, tell me the different things that I had that sounded like they fit. And I had never heard of it. So I looked into it. I went and got myself an appointment at the VA. And the next thing you know, within a matter of, you know, a couple of years of seeing different doctors and specialists at the VA, I've got a list a mile long of diagnoses that, you know, things that are wrong with me. Um, to this day, they only have me as 50% service-related disabled, and that took me the first three years to get that diagnosed. But I'm well over 100% when you add everything, and I'm currently fighting to get the other ones um, added. That's where I stand right now. I mean, I have been fully disabled by my doctor since 2009, and I barely leave my house. I'm afraid to drive. I've already been in one vehicle accident with um, some of my symptoms. I had an accident at home and fell through uh, my ceiling in my attic when I was up trying to put things away because of another issue with my hips and legs. Um, the VA wanted to tell me that they weren't going to cover it because um, I don't remember exactly what it was. They wanted me to see the doctor immediately. The doctor wouldn't see me and I was afraid that I was that hurt because I had bruises going up the whole side of my body. I went to the ER and then they threatened not to cover it because it wasn't what they told me to do after I couldn't be seen. Um, I don't know. It's a struggle every day between the medications, between the um, inability to sleep, but constantly being tired, the pain from head to toe, you know, between body aches and headaches and joint aches and uh, forgetfulness, um, just you name it. Have they, it it's, have they narrowed down which what type of headaches you have? Do you have migraine headaches or... Um, I have been told that I've been diagnosed with migraine. I've been diagnosed with, uh, you want to call it ticks, deloria. I don't know how they say it, but it is, uh, part of my trigeminal neuralgia. It's, uh, the, well, I'll just call that the trigeminal neuralgia. That's not really a headache. Then I have been diagnosed with, um, I'm trying to, what he put it, idiopathic dabbing headache. That, when uh, that doctor diagnosed me, he was a, a neurologist, told me that that was a new type of headache they had come out with, which I was getting, which was a stabbing pain behind my eye. It was like really sharp stabs. Right. Um, there is another one that I have written down that I can never remember the name that is uh, 
hemocrania something. It's one side of my head. Headaches. But, yeah, I've got numerous um, what they call chronic headaches, including migraine and all of the others. Um, How often do you have the trigeminal neuralgia? Is that something that's constant? Um, the trigeminal neuralgia, for some reason, is not your typical um, trigeminal neuralgia. So even though one doctor diagnosed it as trigeminal neuralgia and another doctor diagnosed it as unspecific neuralgia, um, I am not getting the symptoms, you know, here and there like other people do. I have constant burning in my face. Okay. Um, it goes from like the side of my nose all the way down to my ear and then when something irritates it, it will um, flare up behind my eye, make my eye feel like it's pushing out. I'll get an earache, then it'll go into my top jaw. I'll get toothaches. I've had it go into my bottom jaw. And then most surprisingly, it's gone down into like my throat. But when that gets really bad, it's like a flaming arrow going through my head. Um, that, it, it just depends. It can be, you know, walking outside when there's a cold breeze will set that off. Um, walking past an air conditioner. Anything like that. Just whatever is hitting the spot that they can't find, that they claim they can't see anything. Uh, it flares it up and it's unbearable. Um, it got to the point um, I had abnormal cluster headaches for months and they weren't like your typical cluster headaches. Um, my cluster headaches were the same time every day. They weren't for a few minutes. They lasted for months every night at the same time for hours like all night and it would be to where you know I'd start off taking Tylenol that didn't work I would move up to something else that didn't work the next thing you know I was taking my hydrocodone for my back trying to take those that didn't work I, I was crying walking around pacing and I had to shut everybody off and away from me because I couldn't sit still, yet I couldn't lay down, or I couldn't function and do anything. I didn't know what to do with myself. You're rocking and pacing, and it, they call them suicide headaches, and right. most people that get them, get them for limited time, and I was getting them every night for, you know, six to eight hours straight, and I remember going to the doctors crying and crying, saying another one's going to come tonight. You have to do to something. And, you know, they sent me to a dental specialist. They sent me to, you know, the doctors. They had CAT scans done on my head, um, MRIs, you name it. And, and nobody could seem to find anything. And thank God the cluster headaches haven't come back, but the, you know, constant burning and whatever's in my face and the flare-ups have not disappeared. So that's that's just the, the headaches, face ache end of things. You, you know, that doesn't include the 
you still well, with, you still deal with the trigeminal uh, neuralgia? Oh, every day. Like I said, mine isn't typical. I have burning in my face every day, and if I get uh, you know a blast of cold air, or who knows what else sets it off? It could be you know an allergen or you know breathing a strong chemical. It's like that's it. It's all over. I've done some research on this a while back, and I don't know why I didn't do a podcast on it sooner. Maybe I will. Um, but I know, like, brushing your teeth can sometimes trigger it. Um, I spoke to um, a woman. Yeah, was, it can. Uh, I spoke to a woman not too long ago that had it, and she was saying that she couldn't even put makeup on because every time she would, it would trigger pain in her face. Yeah, I think it's different for everybody, and like I said, I don't think mine is typical. No. So, um, I think that, you know, there's damage in the nerve in my face, and I think I know where it starts, and they keep saying they can't see anything, and they won't listen to me. So, I, I don't know. Um, I was supposed to get some kind of nerve deadening done, and... For some reason, when the VA sent me to community care and tried to do uh, injections into my hips for my hip pain, and those didn't work, I was never sent back there again and got nothing done with the nerves in my face. Although they did, for some reason, find some nerve issues in my ankle that I never knew about that existed. I guess I have problems down there that I don't even know about. So. Uh, that's normally throughout the body and all the physical symptoms are just ridiculous. Oh, absolutely. I mean, my worst of it, though, would be my, uh, I think out of all my symptoms, which we haven't touched on any except for headache, um, out of all my symptoms, the worst for me would be my chronic fatigue, yet my sleep issues and insomnia. Um, I was recently diagnosed um, where I need to have a CPAP, and the problem is they gave me my CPAP machine, but number one, I don't sleep long enough to have it on. Number two, when I do fall asleep with it on, I wake up with it off um, it, do you take it due off to all the tossing. What's up? Do you take it off in your sleep, or does it just fall off? Um, no, I'm doing it in my sleep somehow because it's bothering me. Um, I had that same issue. I told my doctor, I I can't sleep with this. When I I wake up at two, three o'clock in the morning with it halfway hanging off my face or I'll be wrapped up in the hose because I'm rolling all night. (laughs) So kinds of things. Yeah. They keep telling me, well, you know, with it, you're sleeping eight hours. I said, yeah, but I'm not sleeping straight. No, that's what they don't understand. I don't get any straight sleep. I am up every one and a half to two and a half hours all night. And that is with sleeping pills. That is with, you know, making myself exhausted, staying up for two or three days. I, I still get up. It doesn't matter what I do. I'm always exhausted. but And it's either that or I want to sleep 
all the time. But here's another issue I have. I have uh, severe RLS, and it's not even just uh, restless leg. It's actually restless limb because I have it happen in my arms sometimes Mm -hmm. and my hands horribly. And they have bottomed me out on all the meds for that. I'm taking the highest dosages, and it's still coming back. So, you know, trying to stay in bed and stay asleep with that, the nightmare. And mine's not only at night, mine's 24 hours a day now. Whenever I am tired enough that I get relaxed, it flares up. So it could be at, you know, 11 in the morning, 5 in the afternoon middle of the night it's like i'm getting restless and flipping out because the the restless feeling is as bad as severe pain because it gnaws at you so badly right yeah i know for me when i when i have my restless issues it tends to um tends to affect my fibromyalgia um yeah my fibromyalgia, I don't know, it seems to be odd to where it's either really bad and everything hurts or it doesn't bother me for a while. It's strange. But when it's bad, it's bad. And I mean, everything will hurt. My hands will hurt. My feet will hurt. My, you know, right. legs, my back. Um, I don't know how much of my back is the fibromyalgia because of the constant, you know, muscle spasms and the the back pain. And, you know, you try to do anything and it makes it flare up and you're in horrible pain, but you don't do anything, then you're not getting the exercise your muscles need to keep them going. And I don't know. I just had a conversation with my doctor literally like two weeks ago. I, I told I had to finally tell him, I said, look, you, you need to resolve the nerve pain, and I'll just learn to deal with the fibromyalgia pain, because right now I can't tell the difference. <laughs> it all hurts. Yeah, and when it gets bad, it gets bad. You're yes. miserable, and yes. and there's no quality of life. I mean, trying to do anything around the house, it's like either too tired or in too much pain. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, trying to be pleasant around people or go out. I mean, I've got, you know, between them not wanting to, you know, help fix my hips that I've been crying about since I don't know when, um, you know, I've got now sciatica and I've got uh, sacralitis and I've had car accidents because of, you know, pain's shooting down my leg and you know there goes my foot on the accelerator and uh, thank goodness that time was in a parking lot and all it did was you know cause five thousand dollars worth of damage to my vehicle it didn't hurt anybody but But, and and that was that was the week after i fell that they wanted to deny me going to the emergency room i i don't know what, uh, um, what, is your, what is your list of symptoms? I mean, we've talked a few of them, but what's your actual, what's your list? Everything that you have up to date? Um, oh, goodness. Um, I won't remember them all, but I will try to go through them with you. Yes, yeah, I'll try to start at the top. You just want um, stuff that was put service-related? You want 
diagnosed conditions or you want everything? Let's let's get as close to everything as we can. I mean, I know you're not service connected for everything, but everything that you currently deal with, that's what our Congress people need to know. They need to know that because they, they can see our records. They can see what we're service yeah. connected for. Um, I'll, I'll try to go have. top to bottom. I'll try to go top to bottom, and we'll see what we got here. Um, let's see. We've got the headaches we've already discussed. I've got horrible forgetfulness. I have um, my sleep apnea. I have insomnia, chronic fatigue. Um, did I say the forgetfulness? Yep. I've got the trigeminal neuralgia. Um, I have chronic, um, terrible chronic dry eye, dry mouth. Um, I have um, problems with swallowing. I can't remember the name of the condition. It's written in my records where the muscles in my throat tend to do funny things and I can feel the food stuck in my throat a lot of the time. Right. Um, I've been diagnosed with TMJ. Um, I have what they are calling um, seborrheic dermatitis of the scalp that won't go away, but it's more than that, and I've tried to express that because now I'm getting rashes on my arms that itch horribly and are like almost like blister-like red bumps that don't go away. Right. Um, I, I get those numerous places on my body, um, let's see, and they look and saw the little bumps of the eczema, and, you know, on my arms when they are, they didn't do a full body check like they were supposed to when I got sent to the dermatologist a couple months ago. Mm -hmm. Um, let's see, where else are we going? My vision, but I don't know how much of that's normal and how much of it's not is horrible. Um, Muscle spasms, horrible back pain. Um, they put part of that to fibromyalgia, but I also, you know, have uh, quite a bit of um, what do you want to call that? Um, 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 I forget. Okay, you got to bear with me. I do this. I blank out on words all the time. Mm -hmm. Oh. Arthritis, they've found, um, you know, degeneration and arthritis, um, and I'm thinking that my arthritis is um, related to the scalp condition, and I, I don't think I just have degenerative arthritis. I, I think I have the uh, other arthritis, which I'm blanking out on the name of that as well. A rheumatoid or um, The other one. Rheumatoid? Not rheumatoid. What's that? Okay. I can't think of it at the moment. I will. I'll think of it about five minutes from now while we're talking. <laughs> um, I yeah, that's what happens. It, I know the it's feeling. It's not clear. You're not alone. <laughs> I get it. I I'm a ditz. I can't remember things. I can't remember half of my life. And people say, do you remember this? Do you remember that? And it's like something traumatic. And I'm like, no, I just don't remember a lot of things. And I forget, uh, 
normal everyday words and uh, uh let's see here psoriatic that's it oh, okay. <laughs> see told you it would happen um <laughs> yeah i have the most horrible hot flashes and i know that that's supposed to be part of menopause or whatever but i've been having horrible night sweats and hot flashes for about 14 years now. Um, I have uh, been diagnosed with IBS. I have been diagnosed with, uh, you want me to open up the computer because there's so much more. Um, I can't think of it all. It's just too much to remember. Um, I know I got the fibromyalgia, the trigeminal neuralgia, the Uh, I have, uh, you want to call it, um, female issues. I not only have had, um, ridiculous bleeding, but, um, I have had, um, miscarriages. I have had a tubal pregnancy. I have... My, my son has all kinds of, or had all kinds of learning and uh, behavioral disabilities. Um, trying to think of what else I have here. Um, 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 I mentioned the um, shoot. Too much to think of right now. I, I need to it's it's a lot, you got know, me. but it, it, I just I wanted everybody listening to really get a a gist of the symptoms that we deal with on a day to day basis that they probably don't even realize, and including our doctors, you know they they take our information, but they only have fifteen minutes most of the time to talk to us, and they spend ten of that. Up they want to go over one or two things, and they want to kick you out until the next time. And the problem is. Somebody that has all these multi-condition, um, you know, multi-condition illnesses, you have to be treated as a whole. Yes. Um, you have to consider, you know, how this condition affects that condition, how this medication affects all the other ones, mm -hmm. and you have to try to kill as many birds as you can with one stone instead of, you know, feeding somebody all the bottles of medication I get, um, it would be, you know, it would behoove them to find something that'll take care of three or four symptoms at once with one medication because you don't know how much of your medication after that is making certain things worse or not working on other things or... I have gone through so many times with the VA saying, listen, I'm taking too many pills. This is ridiculous. There's no reason for me to be taking, you know, you know, 10 or 12 everyday same time pills. Plus, you know, as needed, another six, eight pills a day. And right. it's, I have quit taking a lot of pills myself a lot of the time. I mean, I've got, a, I've become obese because of my inability to exercise. Mm -hmm. um, 
my inability to sleep and being exhausted, I mean, that changes your, your body chemistry and, and everything else. And, um, trying to think of what other things I'm, I'm sitting here looking through my pills right now, but I mean, I've, I've got high blood pressure because of all of this. I've got, you know, things to take for my, uh, restless. I've got, uh, what are these? pills to make me sleep. I've got pills for nerve pain. I've got oh, my stomach from taking all these pills. Then I got gastritis because of that. Right. Um, so, you know, now I got stomach issues. Um, I've got fatty liver because of all the medication I'm taking. Um, you know, the, all the medication is it's just like somebody that drinks or something. It gives you liver disease. Of course. Yeah, um, passing all that man-made crap through your body. Yeah. Um, pills for the fibromyalgia. Um, bladder issues. Nothing major yet, but enough that it's noticeable. Um, you know, I've... Part of it's probably due to the weight, but the weight is due to all the, the illnesses to where, you know, you get sick and start coughing a lot or laughing too hard and, you know, it happens. you don't know what your bladder is going to do at that point. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. We have quite uh, a I don't know. covered quite a bit. I just... You know, like I was telling you before we started the cast, I, I really want to get my podcast in front of all these congressmen. I want them to hear all of the symptoms that we all deal with on a day-to-day -day basis because it's just absolutely horrible to have to live this way. And I don't think they it is. realize that. I think I, they just are... I sometimes... I, no, I'm not suicidal. No, I don't plan on killing myself. But it does cross my mind very often is the what is the joy of life? I'm just fighting to get through every day. Mm -hmm. I don't enjoy, oh, yeah, and I forgot, you know, that I've been diagnosed with, let's see, you know, depression because of, I mean, severe depression because of all the pain and the not being able to sleep and the, you name it, fighting with the VA. That's the worst. The worst out of all this is fighting with the VA to get help. Because no, it's it's as bad as the pain and everything else. And you know, because half of them treat you like they don't want to see you. Half of them treat you like you don't know what you're talking about and try to tell you what is wrong with you. When I I can't say what I want to say mm. um, because it would be rude. I'd be talking like a sailor, which I was, but. Um, <laughs> Hey, we've all done it. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, it's, I. It's just you're sitting in there talking I, to the doctor, and and I, I'm to the point now, uh, what ten years later from being in, in the VA system, that when a doctor tells me you need to lower your stress, I just laugh at them. It's just it's a knee jerk. There is no lowering your stress because no. they make you come to the VA, mm -hmm. and yeah, that increases your stress a hundredfold. They make it impossible. Oh, yeah. And you have I to, you have went to, to, to 
they sent me to a sleep doctor who was wonderful. He's the one that finally, you know, I got diagnosed with sleep apnea, which I did not think I had. Mm-hmm. I just thought I was having trouble sleeping, but they made me do a sleep study. Right. Um, I went to him just to find out why I wasn't sleeping and find out what to do about the restless because the VA couldn't get me in again, of course. Right. And, um, you know, he diagnosed me with the sleep apnea. Come to find out, I stopped breathing about 97 times every hour. Right. I had it so severe. And that's half the reason I'm exhausted. Not all of it. But, yeah, I'm not getting uh, any restorative sleep, any restful sleep. Right. And all that waking up that I don't know about on top of the every, you know, hour to two and a half hours that I do know about that I'm getting up to use the bathroom or just waking up. But um, the doctors, they finally sent me to this one guy who knows what he's talking about. He's getting me, uh, you know, on some type of a, you know, I'm getting diagnosed with things that the VA hasn't diagnosed me with in the 10 years I've been seeing them or longer. Mm-hmm. Every time I go to this doctor and he writes me a prescription, number one, they don't do the electronic prescriptions. So he has to fax it to the VA. Right. Then if it's a controlled substance, he has to mail it as well. Then the VA always claims they lose it in the mail. So then he's having to resend it certified mail. And then I'm still, okay, the last, the first one he sent took me somewhere between 8 and 12 weeks to get the pills. This one, he, it's been uh, five weeks already, and I still don't have the pills for my appointment with him because the VA first time said they didn't get them in the mail, second time, or second time they said, they don't carry that medication, which, how hard would it have been when he faxed it in for somebody to call them and say, we don't carry that. Can you send another script for something else that we do carry? Right. But no, they waited until they got his mail-in script and then called and told nobody, waited until we called them back again saying, hey, where's my medication? Oh, we don't carry that. You couldn't have told us that, uh, you know, a week or two ago when it was faxed to you. You couldn't have made a quick phone call so that we can get this patient, you know, their medication. So he wrote the new one, sent it certified. This was, oh, the week before last. And still in the VA system, I see nothing with my prescription being filled or being mailed to me. And it's just getting ridiculous. You can't get your meds. You can't get your appointments. Now, if it's something that they want you to have, (laughs) you'll get it immediately. Exactly. If it's something that they don't want you to have that another doctor says you need, they play around with it. They lose it. They pretend they hear nothing. They pretend the doctors didn't send notes. They pretend the doctors didn't send prescriptions or that the mail lost it. It's, right. There's a game going on at that place. I know there is. And I know that they're telling people, I know that they're telling people to fight things and ignore things. And that's, that's just my opinion. I right. think they're messing with people. Uh, it's, it's the appearance. 
but we're uh, we're coming up on an hour here, so I'm gonna have to cut this one off. Um, Has it really been that long? Yep, it goes quick when you're talking. <laughs> so I do want to say thank you wow. for joining uh, the cast today, and I greatly appreciate your service, and I hope that uh, you find some resolve in some of your symptoms. Um, I would invite you to listen to some of my other podcasts because I do have some things. I plan to. Yeah, I'm doing everything I can to help other veterans. I've signed up for the brain bank when I die so that they can take some of my brain. I'm anybody that wants to do podcasts like this. I'm also in, you know, some other programs for uh, you know, doing research for Gulf War. So, awesome. absolutely appreciate you having me. You bet. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and end this cast. Um, hope everybody has a wonderful rest of their week. And uh, remember, don't forget to hug a vet. Thank you. You bet, Leo. It was great to